Chuck, let me ask you. I'm gonna, I'm, we're gonna go ahead and uh, and kiss up a little bit because it's something that we've talked with from Len Casper, Jonathan Hood, you know, all the amazing people we've seen in Chicago who have called games like Zach Sademan. We've had the pleasure to talk to them, and somebody like you who's seen a few generations of broadcasters and athletes come through Chicago, whether it's been on the court or off the court. How important has it been for you? And, you know, coming out with this book, always a pleasure to, how important is it to you to know how beloved and how admired you are from the community, from people who ball to the people who watch the ball? Wow. Well, thank you. That's, that's a very nice compliment. I honestly, I don't think about that much just because I'm in the moment. And, for example, when the Bulls played the Pacers, I was in the moment. Right now, I'm in the moment talking with you and your staff. So... I mean, listen, when it's all said and done, um, my my whole element of my foundation of my heart, my life, is to give back. And that is something that I attribute to uh, my parents when I was a little boy. Uh, my mom really encouraged us to volunteer at all levels, no matter what age. And so I think because of that, I learned the importance of understanding that we're really all in this together. I mean, I have walked in your shoes. One day you're going to walk in my shoes. And one day in the near future, you're going to extend a hand to someone who says, hey, you know what? How do I get involved in sports broadcasting? And really it's a circle of life. And that's how I approach it. I mean, I love my job. I'm very passionate. I love the Bulls. I love the NBA. I admire the players. I know how hard it is to win just one single NBA game. And the greatest admiration I have for coaching and for playing and for the front office, it's so competitive. But at the end of the day, you know, there's only one champion. And then you go right back at it in the off season to prepare for the following year. And the same thing as a broadcaster, as soon as the Bulls play their last game, and by the way, I'm, I'm counting on the last game one day to end in late June, great for all of us, with a win. Um, but, you know, I, I love it so much, but I love people very, very much. And, you know, it's funny because you you bring up the ultimate sentiment that one day we will be hearing Chuck call a game late since in June, and it'll be glorious, just like so many heard Neil Funk and so many greats before them. And I can't wait till you have your shining moment that you've had so many in your career and i think we all speak here the the wrestlemania moment the super bowl moment heck the nba finals moment it's on its way for trucks worski and i can't wait for it to be on a cd for me just like so many of your memories are in a book as always a pleasure is out for the the millions and millions of the trucks worski nights to get a chance to listen to one of the best do it and you know, we could talk about on the court all we want. And, you know, you do so many great hits and, you know, you do stuff around the, the Chicago media, both stuff that people hear and don't hear just to kind of connect with people. And I wonder how important it is for you, not just to see people succeed on the court, but how much pleasure have you gotten to see some of these young men and some of these women who are on these staffs and heck in, in women's college sports and in, in women's high school basketball locally to see them succeed off the court. Because we know how much how passionate you are, you know, putting people in the Hall of Fame, showing us onions, and you know, these we we know all the the awesome moments you've seen on the court. But how much pleasure do you get to see these these young people succeed even off the court? To watch young people succeed and to try 
and even though they may get knocked down nine times, they get back up to ten. And I mean, it's just like a ball player. You're not going to make every game-winning shot. But you know what? The ball's in your hands. You try. If you make it, fantastic. Enjoy the moment. It's, it's glory like no glory. And yet if you miss, you walk off that floor and you feel you've let yourself down, your team down. But then you have to have a short memory because there's a game in 24, 48, 72 hours. Well, the same thing can be applied to young people who are just looking for that break, and they send the, the link out and resume and audio and video clips, hoping that just one company, one station, one web outlet believes in them, and you get no and no and no, and you get beat up mentally, and you wake up and you wonder, is it worth it? Well, it is worth it, because this is going to build through adversity, strength, and courage, and perseverance. And so when young people do extremely well, and you've got a skill set, and you bring the enthusiasm, and I see that in front of me, okay, every day from young people that I remember when I was mentoring them, either in college or just coming out of school, and you see young people getting it done, especially whether they're you know, African-American, whether they're Asian, whether they're women, whether they're young adults, and they just decided to make that switch in life from being an insurance salesman to a broadcaster, I think it's great. And I think the fact that now we're having more women, more minorities involved, and the exclusion of people, it's great. So, you know what? Uh, I always put others ahead of myself. I want people to succeed. And as I said earlier, we're all in this together. It's something that anybody who's followed you both either in your career or if you're lucky enough to, you know, wake up in the morning to see your social media postings. And we know that this isn't something that you just say nonchalantly. You do believe in the positivity. And, you know, I wonder how is for somebody like you, let's say as as of this recording, the Bulls on the court bunch of good guys we, we've talked about it we can be critical at times but we always make sure to respect the players on the court and knowing the hard work that they put in and the time and the effort but when you have let's say stressful moments like we've seen at the united center or on the road and you try to stay positive how important is it to make sure you bring it you bring that positivity you you also keep a critical mind when you are on the air when you do bring in people from their living rooms or their cars into the United Center or to the away building, when you're with Bill, when you're talking to the staff over at 670, how important is it to to kind of keep that vibe, even though things can be tough both on and off the court? Number one, you always have to have the integrity of the broadcast. So, for example, let, let's talk about when the Bulls are going through a tough stretch. Number one, the game is 48 minutes, and these players are so elite that, as we've seen now, Almost on a nightly basis, you can pick any night, let's say a five, six NBA games, and I will call out anyone who disagrees with me. You can go to any one night in the NBA and find at least one game where a team had a 50, 20, 20 plus point lead and lost the game. So what does that tell you? It tells you, number one, because we always say, oh, that team blew a 20 point lead instead of, hey, you know what, that team never gave up. And this team that came from behind showed character and resiliency. And 
right combination on the floor. Maybe the coach went with three reserves, and those reserves just, you know, morphed into playing hoops for like an eight to ten minute stretch where they got it done. So the way I look at it is I never discredit the opposition. I know never, ever bury a player personally. And so I marvel at their talent but you have to have the integrity of the broadcast. So if the Bulls are playing poorly, you state it and you let it go. It never becomes personal, ever. If a player is having an O for a nine night, you just say, hey, you know what? This player has, has missed nine straight shots. You know, he hasn't made a field goal. He's two for two from the foul line, having a tough night at the office. Because, listen, I don't care if it's Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, Oscar Robertson. You can go right down the list. Everybody has experienced one of those nights. The great ones, fewer than most, but nonetheless, they've experienced those. So um, when I'm on the air, that's, that's my mindset. But as far as the passion of the game and the love of the game, that has never ceased. I and I really believe this, and I mean this sincerely. I still get pumped up for a game, whether the Bulls are 10 over 500, 10 under 500, as I would call an Eastern Conference Finals game back in the day with Derek against LeBron when the Bulls played the Heat. That's that's my mojo, because I I love the game so much, and I love communicating that passion for Bulls ball in the NBA to our listeners. So Chuck, when I tell you it's been a pleasure, it's an understatement. When I tell you the honor between Marver, Devin, Paul, and myself, it's it's an understatement of how, how much it means to us that you joined us on the show. And just to give you everybody an idea who's listening to us here on the Sports Cubicle, always a pleasure. You know, we, we've seen this, the stories come out from, from Chuck, and this is a, a, and a wonderful a culmination of all the things that that Chuck has done. And growing up, listening to you, I have always thought that I'm like, man, this is kind of cool that the guy, this guy from Toronto, from Canada, who has no connection to Chicago is so like, who loves the Bulls. Like he's really good at his job. He's really showing emotion. Little did I know, thanks to this, how impact, how infused you are in Chicago media, something that I am a dork of and my admiration and just the the coolness factor of already one of the coolest dudes to call the game, one of the nicest guy who never stops dancing was actually a fixture on Chicago radio and the landscape. Always a pleasure. Just can you tell us the audience that are learning new things about you? You know, every day there's a new, a new fan, a new listener, this book. I mean, this story, how, how did it kind of come together and where can everybody kind of get a chance to, to read it? So here's the story. Um, you can go online. Chuck Swirsky, the book.com, very simple. Chuck Swirsky, that's S-W-I-R-S-K-Y, Chuck Swirsky, the book.com. And so uh, I've, I've been approached a few times over the last few years about a book. And it really hasn't been the right time. And then this past summer, I said, you know what? I'm going to write the book. So this was, every word is mine. I didn't have a ghostwriter. And so, in my words, I kind of got into my life story, my history with my family, uh, how I became involved in sports, especially 
like non-sports because I was not very athletic at all. I was poor. I got cut from every team I tried out in a CYO, a Catholic youth organization where my mom would put $10 down and I was on the basketball team and then he would put me in the game with one second to go. Story about my career. I've been very, very blessed to uh, be an NBA broadcaster for 25 years. I started with the Raptors, um, was able to call Kobe Bryant's 81-point game with the Lakers and Raptors, and, you know, was around for the Super Bowl 20 with the uh, Super Bowl shuffle in that group with the Bears in 1985. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. I happen to be at the right place at the right time. But I love what I'm doing right now. And Lord willing, if my health, you know, continues to be what it is, which is terrific. Uh, but I, I want to keep doing this as long as the Bulls will have me. I cannot wait to see what the future holds because I know for a fact that at one moment in time, Chuck Swirsky will call an NBA finalist with the Chicago Bulls in it. And God willing, with all the help in the world, they will win one as well with a healthy Chuck Swirsky. And please let Billy be around too because though you two – have the greatest chemistry in the world. And let me just tell you this. You talk about your impact in Chicago media as a going to be 33-year-old Latino man. You have made an impact in my from my life from Pat Hughes and Chuck Swirsky and Jeff Joniak. That it, these are the voices of my generation. And it has been the, the voice track of many times going to practice, coming home from practice, pasta parties, watching the games. And now to be able to have this conversation with you on our show and to see not only, again, are you giving people stories, an awesome storyteller, but you're doing it for a great reason. You're doing it for charity, and it just goes to show the type of person Chuck Squircy is. Chuck, thank you so much for taking time for us. We appreciate you. You mentioned you're in Spanish radio right now is uh, involved in so many outlets in professional and college athletics, and, and I'm, I'm glad that we have the Spanish radio and we have Spanish-speaking broadcasters who are young, who are vibrant, who want to get involved in our business because our business needs this. And I am so thrilled that now we have come to a point in our communication society, in our sports society, where we have recognized the Latino community. And so I'm glad that uh, you mentioned this. And I applaud you and just keep grinding, my man.